tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Oh. Yeah! Oh. Welcome to another episode of AfterBuzz TV's recap of BET's The Game, Season 9, Episode 2, Spin Control. What up? I'm your host, Megan Thomas, at MegScoop on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Make sure you follow us. Just use the hashtag ABTVTheGame. You can click subscribe right down there and subscribe to all of AfterBuzz's great shows. And you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. It's super easy. Who are you beautiful people? <laughs> well, she said beautiful, so I think that's you, Courtney. Oh, gosh. Hey, guys. I'm Courtney. Tesno. Keep in touch with me at Tesnos on Twitter and Instagram. And who are you? My gosh. Uh, my gosh. I am Kevin John, <laughs> and I'm so glad to be here in between you beautiful people. And we're glad to have you. We did. We missed you. I'm glad you're back. We, needed, a little test- about me. we needed some testosterone we in the building. Well, we good. Well, I am the testosterone filler. <laughs> Not Caitlyn Jenner, but Kevin John. So anyway, that was weird. And anyway, oh you can gosh. find me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, or here saying irreverent things on Twitter, Instagram at Hey Kevin John, um, or my website is kevinjohn.com. Right. Yeah. So let's just get into this episode. It starts off that there's a wedding. Yeah. Kelly and Jason are renewing their vows with Brett Brett filming the whole thing. What did y'all think when you saw this? I was a little thrown off, but I was happy when I realized that Boom. it was real. Hey, I let me tell you something. If you guys remember me from last season, all along I not only predicted but said that Kelly and Jason belong together. Yes, they belong together. They need to renew their vows. We belong together. But okay, anyways, Mariah. Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> not fine. But um, I'll do that later. But anyways, um, you know, like I said, I, I, I've always said I, I've been a big advocate for them coming together, and I think this was beautiful. The fact they were renewing their vows, they were made for one another, and then when Kelly and Chardonnay have that scene, we'll get to later. That just fully. Uh, further illustrated why they belong together. And so then, you know, Jason gets his vows and he said they could be in anything together, including death, probably. Mm-hmm. But she's probably telling the truth. And then Kelly says, um, she started for a minute and she's like, I can't, I can't do this. I thought that was so hilarious. It was perfect. Right. I mean, that just goes to show that they're perfect for each other. The fact that she can play like that and he understood afterwards. Soulmates. That's what he gets. Yes. What you mean? He understood. Oh. He better understand. And, I mean, he's been a pretty crappy husband on both ends, but I think that it was funny. It only could work for them. I don't think Chardonnay would have took that nicely. Yeah. I think only Kelly and Jason could have did that. Right. Right. So then, yeah. of course, um, we got a couple things going on. But we'll just continue to talk about Jason for a minute. So uh, Jason gets a call while he's in the middle of his Which renewing his Which he shouldn't have answered. Correct. But when you're the interim head coach of a big team now, and you just admitted you use steroids, kind of need to pick up your phone. Mm-hmm. And so, unfortunately, he told the world that he used steroids before he told the team that he worked for. Uh, mind you, not even fully works for. He's interim. Um, so, baby Roger calls and was like, when were you going to tell us this? Between renewing your vows and sex tape and all this. So, like, when were you going to tell us this? So, um, we see that... Um, 
he has to go on Chuck Riley, mm-hmm. which is like funny because it's like Bill O'Reilly, like yeah. it's a different version. It's called Chuck Riley, and um, the video he he goes to do some damage control, some spin control. Unfortunately, it doesn't work because uh, there's a lot of side things that get thrown at him during this interview. He gets ambushed. Um, one of the things that was what we said was you what you said last week, Courtney, mm-hmm. was that of course the whole Solange and Jay Z yeah, video getting point. getting you know released. It was the same thing that happened on this episode. So we see that the video gets released and Jason doesn't know what to say. What are your thoughts when you see him and he's talking about this and all these things are, are basically coming to light? Well, first of all, he seemed delirious when he was like re- recounting the events that happened, yeah. um, which is typical Jason fashion. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, you could tell that he was very unprepared to answer these kind of questions. Right. And whenever you're an athlete, public figure, anything, and you have missed scandals like this, you're supposed to be able to know how to answer these questions and do them in a fashion or manner that doesn't incriminate you, but also mm-hmm. makes like it seems like you know what you're talking about. He was grossly unprepared, and he just looked like. Uh, Foosball. I get he started off bad because right. even admitting like the lie that he told, I don't think that that would have worked for him either way. Like mm-hmm. he should have either plead the fifth or you know kind of spent the question in his favor as opposed to making up a blatant lie. Pretty much what Tasha said to do. Like right. oh, it was a charity event, airbag mm-hmm. blew up. Come on, that didn't even sound believable. So. And I think I, I actually fault the team <laughs> because I feel like if if he's the head coach of a team, it's the team's responsibility to prepare him to talk on the team's behalf. Exactly. And I think that's what they typically do in NFL teams. You know what I mean? For the mm-hmm. head coach. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that's what I was uh, kind of going back to, the fact that he wasn't trained properly or he didn't speak to them beforehand. Because a lot of times before they put statements out or, um, you know, address the public uh, in, in this kind of manner, they are prepared. They are ready to go. So the fact that he was kind of – first of all, he would never – if this was a real situation, a head coach would not agree to do an interview live like that and, and be interrogated right. if they weren't fully prepared right. for it. So, exactly. I think he responded like a player would respond. I think that's yeah. pretty much the only training that – Jason has ever had is being exactly. the star player, and we know that they give very few words. So to me, the shame head on you, right? Yeah. Shame on you, Sabers. <laughs> Unless you're Richard them. Sherman and you get more than a few words, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? 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 Okay, so um, we see that the Chuck Riley says a couple of things. Of course, the Hall of Fame will be taken and stripped from him based on the league um, with the league statement released. Um, he also will get his title taken. So what, wait, so Kevin, does that mean that the whole entire team loses or just him? Well, see, that's another thing that doesn't make sense because if you're going to go back and vacate championships, titles, and things of that sort, you can't just individually vacate somebody from that. It, it, that's a team, unless yeah. it's like an individualized sport like the Olympics. If you win win an event by yourself, they could strip you of your gold medal or something. Mm-hmm. But this is a team sport. You can't... And, and when I was listening to them say that... Right. That, that I, I don't... Legally, in, in the book of sports, that you can't do that. The team won it. He's forever going to be attached to that championship. So maybe what they mean is he won't be recognized. Because, you know, and you know, they have to go back through the books and they'll list... Okay, this, these are all the people that were on the championship team. So they can go back through the NFL books and take someone's name off and say but, this but, person wasn't part of it. Still, the only way they'll do it is kind of like if you look at players like Barry Bonds or Alex Rodriguez, these incredible athletes that took steroids, admitted to it, but broke a lot of records. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to take away any of Alex Rodriguez's World Series. He won those fair and square with his team. In the visualized records or Hall of Fame candidacy, that will be compromised, okay. but yeah. not the team sport uh, or, or the team so, championship. So maybe it was just one of those things where he was just interrogating him and he doesn't even have fully have the facts together, like the wording right. Right. Mm-hmm. That could be the case. 
And then also, um, Chuck drops another bomb and says that all the seasons will be investigated. Which is that really a bad thing if he didn't do anything wrong with all those other seasons? Well, the thing is, even if you look back at the other seasons, the the thing is, you they, they can't... They cannot take something from you that you've already been awarded, even if it was in the past. Mm-hmm. Case in point was Ryan Braun. He won the National League MVP two years ago. And right after that, literally six months after that, he tested positive uh, for an illegal substance. Mm-hmm. You can't take back the MVP award from him, even though it's individualized. Now, they will forever have asterisks next to their names in record books, and they will not be allowed in the Hall of Fame, like which will probably happen with Jason. Yeah. He won't, His Hall of Fame candidacy is now... You know, um, I'm done. Yeah. So right. he's not going to be allowed in there. But I mean, the most that they can do is a change.org. I mean, a petition. Yeah. Sign yeah. a petition. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So then we also see there's trouble in the Pitts household. Chardonnay comes over to the Pitts house. Should she have come? I think it was about time that she addressed it. And I think face to face was best. There wasn't a fight. I think they addressed it the best that they could have. A phone call, you can easily hang up. Face to face is the best, in my opinion. I know, and then if here's Brittany in the between them trying to say stuff, girl. Now, her letting her in, I think that might have been a bad judgment call, but, I mean, what can you do if that's your stepmother? No, I mean, but I don't think she really could do anything because Chardonnay will pop you in your face. (laughs) So I think she was kind of like, oh, what do I do? I guess I'm going to let her in. I don't know. But I thought this was the most productive conversation that they've ever had. This was the best scene in this episode, actually. Yeah. Can I just say during that conversation, and I know this really, it kind of has to do with the conversation, but the thing that I was a little offended by throughout that conversation when they were going back and forth is the fact that they were talking about how they changed Jason or how Chardonnay changed Jason to make him the better man that he was so that Kelly would be able to go back and Kelly was like well no I built Jay first of all women you cannot look at men as a project mm-hmm. and I didn't like the fact that they referred to him oh <laughs> well I built him and made him this way no I built him and made him this way no Jason is not a project you know he's always been the same person now Chardonnay yeah. was a different woman and her approach to the relationship was was distinguished according to Kelly or uh, from Kelly's but at the end of the day, he was always the same person. So when they were fighting back and forth on, no, I made him this. No, I built him to this. Be this. Well, you know, I, thought, I thought the writers did a great job of depicting real life. Because Absolutely. Because women really think right. that they can change a man. Absolutely. And then women from the past feel like, I put in all this effort and now he's this great man. Why is he? was he not that for me? So everybody wants to take credit. And clearly Chardonnay realizes later, I mean, that she didn't change him. She probably shouldn't even got into that sticky situation. Right. I mean, I think probably they should have never been together when you start off and you married because you're drunk. You got drunk one night. End up in Mexico and you're married. It's probably not the best way to start <laughs> no, off a marriage. No. That probably was doomed to begin with. But um, was Kelly says something when she's talking to Chardonnay and she says, you know, I realize that he once is mine, it's always mine. He was always mine. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that and with what she said? Regardless of if somebody's in a relationship with somebody else, if they've moved on, do you agree? If we've been married before and we have children, once you're mine, you're always mine. That's a sticky situation because there's a lot of blended families. I I do agree that that person will always be a part of your life, but to say stamp that's mine, no. I think that you know if they have made that divorce, that that is a statement that you are not mine. So. Uh, 
technically on love basis, I think Kelly and Jason love wise that love never stopped, and you know Jason just moved on too quickly. But I don't think that Kelly saying he's always mine, other than the fact that I have your child, is a good statement for her. Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree with you. I mean, obviously, there's no legality or paper mm-hmm. binding you guys together. I do believe in regards to being mine per se. There's always going to mm-hmm. be that emotional attachment, right? Um, and that or that bond, and that, that that's permanent, probably until they die. You know that they yeah. always have, but it's unfair to claim somebody as yours. You know, especially when they willingly married someone else. Exactly, that, right. you gotta let go. Exactly, let but, it go. But then again, I feel like that was bad on Jason's part to even jump into a relationship when he knew things weren't really finished with them. So right. he is the actually the bad person. And we had a comment actually <laughs> from, um, on our YouTube, Andrea Lachey. She actually predicted the entire episode. That's for real. So, this, uh, so Andrea says Kira will be single for a minute. Malik and Blue will suffer some consequences if, if the surveillance video leaks. Baby Rogers will use Chardonnay to help get more um, more dirt on Jason, and I think they may have a one night stand. Blue and Chardonnay may hook up. Those are her predictions. So I feel like the whole episode Profound. was her comment. Thanks, she, Andrea. I know Andrea. <laughs> great comment. Um, she, but she also threw in there the whole um, Jason and Kelly thing, and yeah. Oh, all right. I guess hide your wife, hide your kids. Hide your wife, if you are remarried to somebody else, you don't want nobody to take them. Okay. So then, of course, that scene closes Chardonnay, which I'm so glad the writers didn't have her being ghetto black woman. As a lot of people mm-hmm. that watch the show get mad and say, oh, Chardonnay's ghetto, Tasha's ghetto, whatever. I think a ghetto thing would have been for her to fight Kelly her. in her house, yeah. hit her, slap her, whatever. But she kept her composure. She was, I was classy. So happy when she walked out. She just walked out, mm-hmm. honey. She walked I out. I agree, because I, I, I thought she was going to slap her. I, I even was saying it while we were watching. I was like, oh, slap. She, you know, it's coming. She handled it with class, she elegance. Really she should have snapped on the way out. No, that would have been Chardonnay. nice. That that's that's that a Chardonnay been. I wanted to see stay in Fresno. Fresno, not even come back. Like, I wanted her to stay that classy woman. Find her, find herself, find a new man that works for her, all that. So mm-hmm. I was happy to see this episode. Yes. And then Chardonnay goes back to the room. She's throwing stuff everywhere, and she says a prayer to the Lord. Now, you know when you call out to the Lord, he answers. So uh, I think oh, in the next episode, we're going to see time. some stuff, some stuff turn into Chardonnay's favor mm-hmm. regarding this whole situation. All right. Wait, I like that we, moment, we, too. We, I do. It was a like really nice moment. monologue. Now, on the other hand, Baby Rogers and her, I don't see that happening anymore. What we, do you mean? Remember we predicted that Baby Rogers and Chardonnay were going to hook up? There's going to be something that happens between them. Maybe, but mm-hmm. we saw this episode. He basically is about his business, and he wants Girl, more dirt I'm telling you, you better go to BET.com, uh, because I saw, okay. I'm telling you that the scene, this was not the scene that I saw. Okay. They're at the bar talking, honey, okay? What happens so at the bar? intimate. I guess, I don't know. It's just them talking at the bar. What happens at the bar? You drink. So it could be something know. further coming up. I feel like they're both using each other, but again, of course, it'll absolutely, be ni- it'll be nice to see her move on. But I don't want the same thing to happen where somebody moves on too quickly. That's my only thing. Just be whole, y'all. We need to be whole before we move on to other people, right? So <laughs> hopefully she does I that. Agree. All right. So then, um, speaking of Baby Roger, he visits Chardonnay at Spotinay, and she's doing her job. Shout out to you, girl. You over here handling business. That's your job. <laughs> Why you roll your eyes? You are Courtney. just hilarious to me. I love Chardonnay. Leave her alone. I, know, I, mean, I love you Chardonnay. You are like Team Chardonnay till you die. I am. Over I there. like her. She Chardonnay. can do no wrong exactly. in your eyes. No, she can, but I still like her. 
Yeah, See, yeah that's, that's, that's okay. A, she, you she, act like uh, you love Shanae the way I love Beyonce. Like, she can do no wrong. No, I, I think I she think can do wrong. You were crazy following Beyonce <laughs> blindly off of cl- ledge blindly, of the cliff. Not blindly, because that announcement was bogus. But anyways, let's get back to that. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, so Don't mess I, with the beehive. So, yes, I, I love Shanae. I think she's a great character. She's very flawed, but that's okay. I like her. So, of course, she learns, um, she, Baby Roger visits her because he wants to get some more dirt to see if there's anything else about Jason. I really think it's because he wants to kick Jason out for good. Mm-hmm. You can't really do that when you're winning unless you got some dirt. Yeah. So she doesn't really have anything to say because I guess Jason doesn't really have any other secrets. Um, and he also tells her that that Jason is remarried. It's kind of messy. That whole scene hurt my heart. Like yeah. that's not the way that you find out. And then to find out that you just signed your divorce paper on Tuesday, and then on a Wednesday, like <laughs> that's, that hurts. It takes a while to get over something like divorce, right. and to be told like, "Wow, he just remarried his ex." Yeah, it kind of makes you go like, "Wow, what we had was not real at all." Yeah. So, well, I they mean, were married like two years, right? Well, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, I, I, I would, I would hate to, you know, bash because I know you're so team Chardonnay. No, don't and, be and honest. You know, but give your comments. You know, but no, I like the way you said, it. "Give your comments." Like, be, <laughs> Like, be careful what you say, Kevin. No, you know, but but honestly, you you said it best. What they had was not real. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why Chardonnay was so oblivious to this the whole time she was dating him. It was evident, for the, you know, throughout the whole thing that How? he did not want to be with her. How? Coming lying, lying to her? Coming yeah. on lying to her? He lies being... to Kelly a lot. Okay, but regardless, the fact of leaving her at the altar? But the, I mean, the, that was the very way, end no, of no, the no, marriage. That was the last day but of the marriage. Leading, leading, leading up to her when she was <laughs> no, talking about the wedding and all that other stuff. He didn't care about it. He didn't really want to do it. He was just going through the motions. He was going through the motions and I feel like the key is the fact that he kept his ex around, not just for Brit Brit purposes, but because he he just kept her around. You mm-hmm. should know if somebody's keeping their ex around like that, then there's something else you need to be focusing on and it's your relationship because somebody's trying to snatch, steal, and Alright, so where are we? Um yes. So then um we also learned that there is some issues with uh Jason and Kelly. Remember I said this? I was like, mm-hmm. there's somebody recorded them having sex on the field. That was the only thing that I was thinking about when we saw that scene. And it, last of course week. it's the janitor. Of course. And did I say that? You did. You I did. did say the janitor. I, mean, I, I was like, there's you. always a janitor cleaning mm-hmm. a stadium. Well, who else would be there at that time? Right, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, there's always a janitor. Of course. We do find that it's the janitor that made a sex tape. What can they do with that? What can you do with the sex tape of Sell it to TMZ. Okay, but that's his wife now, so... Nobody cares. Okay. (laughs) Nobody cares. They want to see. Look, they want to see somebody high profile. Mm -hmm. And, of course, if he's already in the news for his messiness with this steroid use, this is a great time for TMZ to release another video and be like, and guess what else? Well, you know what? The janitor better get his bonus. That's all I care about. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, of course... it's just so much messiness going around. And then um, we see that there also is a meeting with uh, Jason and Malik at Baby Rogers' office or in the conference room. And um, actually, let's back up a little. Let's talk about Malik and Tasha and Kira. Mm-hmm. And, and Grandpa. Blue. And Grandpa. Mm-hmm. So Grandpa and Tasha come over to visit Malik. 
at his place and um the one thing that we notice is that he doesn't really take responsibility for what he did. He likes to push the blame, and he pushes the blame off on his mom, and basically throws in her face the fact that she was pregnant and didn't know who the father was. I thought that deserved a slap. I don't care how true it was. You don't talk to your mom like that. You don't. I'm Mm-mm. surprised she did But that's how you know it hit deep, because if it did it, she would have hit him. Exactly. But that hurt her. I she think ain't that over hit's it. gonna come later. Just like as a reflex, like, alright, I forgot to give you this. <laughs> right, right, right. And then Grandpa, of course, gives him some good advice and was like, you know, you should take responsibility, because because if you blame her, then you gotta blame me because I wasn't really around for her. So, you know, we can just keep moving the ball up the line mm-hmm. if you want to do that. So, Grandpa's got some words of wisdom and he says the new word is smushed, not smashed. Oh, gosh, Grandma. Grandpa. Grandpa. We smushing, not smashing. Okay. I love when grandparents just mess up slang words or ebonics and things of that right. sort. It's, it's adorable. So cute. It it's really adorable. Is. <laughs> it is cute. Alright. So then, uh, Tasha meets with Kira and this is something that we were talking about last week. So, Kira is saying how, you know, it probably wasn't love that she had with Blue because they kept fighting. Mm-hmm. And she thought fighting meant love. Or fighting meant passion. Passion meant love. Hey. So That's many a crazy, that. deranged way of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And I understand, you know, there's a, you know, so many couples say, yeah, we fight hard, but we love hard. We love hard. You know, that's, that's, that's really what it is. And, you know, I'm not here to judge. You know, whatever mm-hmm. works for your relationship works, okay? Right, right. But I just don't feel that yelling, screaming, or constant altercations are a clear indication or validation of the love that you passionately share with somebody. But I also don't think in this situation, a lot of people feel like, oh, I don't argue with this person so that means that this person's better for me when really no that person's probably just a better friend for you and I feel like people just get so blindsided on the other side the grass is greener and I feel like Kira did that and she's about to be by herself right but maybe I think she should be by herself yeah I don't think she should be with either one of these gentlemen. I honestly feel like Blue and Kira could work it out one day. Um, I just think that they both need to get themselves together and be more... They're kind of selfish at this point in their life. I don't know if Blue can really be there the way he said he could, be, you know, proposing to her. And I don't think Kira is willing to give up her life as an actress. Right. And she says that to Tasha. She says that she doesn't feel like she has to change when she's around Malik. They laugh. She's just herself. Good friend. They're a good friend. Exactly. But she some thought- people say good friends make the best lovers, the best relationship to be is with your best friend. I mean, true. I can see the writer spinning it. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin top. Stop, stop over here sighing all heavily. No, no, no. I, I, like you got I, asthma. What you got to say? I, really nothing. I'm going to bite my tongue this time. I'm going to no, bite my tongue. No, don't. You're on a show that's about talking about your opinion. Don't bite your tongue. Now, what you got to say? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to... Res- I'm gonna reserve my opinion. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. So the next oh, put your, episode. What's your comment? What the, you're gonna get comments for this. I'm like, what? I somebody's gonna rip you on YouTube if yes. you don't talk. Okay, so then um, Kira says that, you know, she, it seems that she has fallen for Malik. Do you think she has fallen for Malik? No. I don't think she really has. Okay. A- absolutely not. Absolutely not. The only thing Kira has fallen for is idiocracy. All right, I, I no, I, and I mean that with, with seriously. Like, you know, she. First of all, you know, her relationship with um, um, Blue. Even last season, we saw that she was prioritizing other things above that. Mm-hmm. And right now, like you said, she's going to end up by herself because she I don't think she has really a clear idea of what she wants. I don't even think she has a clear idea of who she is. Yeah. Right. And she's in this discovery mode right now and running back and forth. And it's just it's just sloppy, messy, and not good. Yeah, and so. I think she also is, like, fiending for attention because Blue could not give her that attention that Malik could. Malik is third string. <laughs> right. He's not focused on, you know, football the way he used to. And Blue Blue can't give her that attention anymore. So I think she's looking for what she lacks. Absolutely. 
And, and, and being an actress, you know, or artist, as some of us know up here, it's a very mm-hmm. self-absorbed, self-seeking, um, you know, n- narcissistic uh, a field. Yeah. And if it can't be all about her or somebody that can commit and give her the attention that she wants, it may not work out. But, um, you know. But what about what Tasha says? She says, you know, he's got the gene that I have. And that is we can't really be faithful. We can't really commit. I think that's a bad thing to claim. That's true. <laughs> To be honest. But I think it's, it's truthful. I think it it's is. true. If you look at, you know, over the entire nine seasons, Malik's track record is not good. Neither is Tasha's, you know. And That's because they haven't grandpa. found love. Right. So here's what I think. I think that since this is the last season, I do think that this should be the season that Malik finally finds love for real. But with Kim... Why not? Who else? No. It's, no. Too, it's too late to introduce a new person. Megan, I mean, it is too late, but I just, I don't else? think that would be successful. Yaya can come back. No, Yana is her name. Yana, Yana. sorry. Yana. Yana. I was like, Yaya from America is not <laughs> Exactly. Okay. Not, but I think, but why in. not, Kim? Because they're the best of friends. They're really good friends. Why Why not? No. Why? I don't think a friend is a soulmate. First of all, I don't Girl, really... what kind of planet you living on? You don't want friends? What, friends no, your I'm best sh- friend I'm should sh- not be your soulmate? No, you're... I don't. I think your soulmate is your soulmate, and they end up becoming your best friend when you get to know them. I don't think. Girl, that's you just, not a oh, lot pick, of people. I'm gonna pick this friend, and then there's so soulmate. many people whose best friend and no, they end I, up just being friends like they were. I agree. And then they find then something happens, and they're like, "Wait, you look, all I, of a sudden you look a little different today." We're talking about scenarios. At the end of the day, <laughs> scenario. At the end of the day, your soulmate, your spouse, should be your best friend. That's the person mm-hmm. you go. Exactly. However, I don't think that it's a prerequisite that. They they have to be your best friend prior to dating. That's you can grow in that relationship and become closer once you start dating either, somebody. Either way, it happens. It, to no, me, it can happen. I, That's I, what I'm I don't think that just because because a lot of people I know have best friends of the opposite sex. That doesn't mean they want to be in a relationship with them. I'm like, you can be on the bridesmaid side. Exactly. Exactly. We can choose because just because you're best friends with somebody may not mean that you have a physical attraction or, or a romantic interest in them. I mean, there's a lot more other things that go into being a relationship. But yes, ideally, in a perfect world, yes, your best friend will become your soulmate or your. That's your what one. I'm saying. So that's a very likely scenario. And being that this is the last season, why no, not see that see happen? It. Why not see Malik riding off in the sunset with someone who he I can believe truly? Exactly. I think that would not be believable. Thank you. That I would not be believable. Some haters. I want us to leave yeah. off on some unrealistic stuff. No, exactly. y'all some haters. People can change. <laughs> People can change. If they want to change. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so, of course, uh, let's take it back to uh, Blue decides or Malik decides he's going to take responsibility for the fight and he says that in the the uh, wait, meeting wait, wait, before we get into that can we talk about blue giving away the ring no you're not there yet that's for the end I'm sorry. For the end. okay so, all right yeah, so but, then uh, um yes blue visits oh yeah so after that after the meeting we see that they have it's productive it's very clear that baby roger is coming for jason mm-hmm. and i say rightly so do you agree i agree kevin i agree Okay, rightly so. Um, and then, of course, we see that Blue has his own issues. He's driving around the car. He's hearing the song. He's thinking about what he should Forget do. You. Right, of course, it has to be that song that comes on. Not no love song, but oh like, if you get back, I'm done. And but it's kind of a soft song, still saying, I love you. I wish you the best, but I still love you. Exactly. I guess. 
and he's song. jamming at first and he's like oh wait this is about my life and he gives the homeless guy the ring that was nice right no or not, why what girl it was no. nice for, it was nice for the what homeless is, guy <laughs> I was saying what was he supposed to do with that girl he was supposed to wait he, that, I feel like they're being irrational with their decisions either wait or find a good pawn shop I don't think you giving it to the homeless vet is gonna do anything for you cause what if y'all end up getting back together they She's get gonna, her a new ring he got I money know, I get that but there's nothing like your first ring so no that ring has tainted it's got too much negativity on it it's it that negative you know, juju give that thing away it, but I'm saying when Kira comes back if Kira came back what and then find out no, okay, the homeless so, man has her ring. I'm not saying he shouldn't give her that ring again. They should just if they're yeah. gonna start again, they should start with a clean slate, start all over a new ring, whatever, whatever. But I'll say this: I I can understand why he would want to give it away and just be done with it. I don't want anything to do with this ring because what it meant has now been tarnished. The woman that I trusted and I was gonna trust my life with was it irrational? Absolutely, but it was irrational because it was irrational. he still doesn't have the story down. He still doesn't know exactly. if they smashed. He still doesn't know how Kira felt about well, Malik. Let, she, nothing has. Been let's resolved. look at what they do know. He does know. That obviously Kira violated trust, her trust right. and loyalty. Even, yes. With so her. that ring's already that tainted. Something that that ring was supposed to signify. Now I'm not endorsing him giving it away to that homeless guy, but if you look back, especially at their relationship over the past season, the bickering, the on and off, I was still just done with them. Um, <laughs> I, 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 so I'm kind of glad they have this turmoil going on just to clear that up. But you know, at the end of the day. I think that as a man specifically, when you go through something like that and your woman cheats on you yeah. and the in the fashion that she did it mm-hmm. with the pride that he has, the ego that most most men have, I could see why he was like, Screw that, I'm giving this away. I don't care what you, you know, I don't I don't care about this. Right. I don't care about her. What I did to give her this ring and what this ring was supposed to signify meant nothing at all to her meant nothing at all to her. So I and understand then, why yeah, he did and then it. He like a fool because every day the third string is probably the person that ruined your relationship. I get that. That's a huge pride issue. Your teammate? Yeah. So he gave it away. He had to. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. What else was he going to do with it? I just think timing was off. That's all I'm saying. He should have married. I I do think he should, should, if he's going to close out the chapter, he needs to close out the chapter. He needs to hear all the sides. He needs to say his goodbyes. All that, like, just close the chapter out correctly if you're going to end it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I think. And so, of course, he decides he's going to talk to Malik. He goes over to Malik's place, and he's basically like, you know, the reason why you are claiming that the fight, you're taking the L on this is because it was your fault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you do feel bad about it. Was Blue right when he said that? No. I don't think he was right. So it wasn't Malik's fault? <sighs> you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying no. it, was, it was his fault. It was Malik's. This whole thing was Malik's fault. No, it was, it was a combination, but it was his fault for even like there. Ha- somebody has to say this is my fiance. This is my friend. Like someone has to have that right. code. So I think it was both Kira and Malik's fault. But since we're talking about Malik and Blue, yeah, Malik was at fault. Absolutely. He. he, he I mean, he violated a major code there. Mm-hmm. So right. I, I put it on Malik as well. Right. But wait, my thing is, we don't know for sure, but talking to Malik first over talking to your fiance, I didn't think that order made sense to me. But I think in his head, he's done with her. She's dead to me. But then she was there. But I don't think he brought her there. I still think that he brought her. He hasn't talked to her. Why would he do This is what I imagine. Just take this ride with me, you guys. So I imagine (laughs) that... He pretty much, they had a conversation, Malik, I mean, Blue and Kira had a conversation before, cleared things up. Um, Kira decided to take 
Malik as the person she wants to be with or wants to move forward with because Blue did her wrong. And so he was like, okay, well, you know what? Let's go talk to this person that you chose over me at this apartment. And so she he let her stay behind so she could hear everything that Malik had to say. What was the point? To make her feel stupid. I mean, I, that's why would I got she agree to that? Because she thought Malik was going to be on her side. Again, this is my story that's going on in my I head. Think, I don't think they've talked. I, because I feel like if that's the case, you wouldn't have even given the ring. Like I just, I just feel like they haven't talked. They have, so that's another thing. If you guys are on watching us right now, put in the comments. Let us know why was Kira even there at the very end. What happened? Did she it, was she invited there? Did she just happen to show up there? Why did Kira show up at the very end when Blue and Malik were talking? Yeah. Let us know. That's what, what I want to know. What's your thoughts? Were. Maybe she wanted another story. kiss from Malik. I don't think she would have showed up at the know. same time. I feel yeah. like that was somewhat planned. But you know, but I think just, just to save face, Malik, of course, says that he did blew a favor by smoking Kira out. Like, look, I did that for you, dude. Now you know that's the person you're not supposed to be with. But that's the cocky Malik. I don't think that was his actual feeling right, for the course. situation. But he screwed himself either way. I mean, I guess you could, I'd about to say, if you're just looking for a silver lining, that is a blessing in disguise. <laughs> he, you know, he exposed her for who she was. Right. So... You know, it, I mean, it is what it is, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I, I definitely thought it was peculiar her being there at the end as well. So, mm-hmm. and she was like, "You smoked me out." But wait, do you guys think uh, this is kind of a prediction? But do you guys think um, Kira Blue still loves Kira? Because absolutely, at the end of the day, this whole teaching her a lesson—do you ever plan on talking to her, getting back with her? Like, what's the resolution? I think he still loves her. I don't think you propose yeah. to somebody if you don't really love them. I mean, yeah. you might end up changing your mind about things later, but I think he really does love her, and I think he's more hurt. These are actions of hurt, not actions I, I of... I agree yeah. they're actions of hurt, but when do you address the person that you're hurt with instead of, like, he's deflecting some all people, this energy people, off I mean, he's belief. a man, girl. A lot of men don't really deal well with healing emotionally. They yeah. don't know how to. They've never been taught that. So they'd rather fight with the man that could have right. possibly ruined it. Won't they, uh, Kevin? Huh? I, I don't, yeah, but see, I don't know how you guys are talking about <laughs> men the way that they right react here, to right these here. emotional states. You know? <laughs> yes, men may have a different way of, you know, holding on or expressing their emotions when they go through periods of this time, but men ain't stupid either. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, there, there are certain men that may shield themselves from that kind of hurt or somebody like Jason who, or excuse me, um, Blue. Um, Blue, yeah, who's never really went through that experience before, but, you know, a lot of times they know what, men know what they're doing as well. You right. know, don't, don't get it twisted. We play dumb, but we know what's up. No, y'all really mm-hmm. dumb. Okay. Right. We, we, we know what's up. <laughs> Let's get right? into some predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Oh, he sounds so spooky. Alright, let's do this. Um, Kelly and Jason, what's gonna happen? It's, I mean, it's good. It's gonna work out. They're gonna live. I, I, I They're think gonna ride off into the sunset. It's mm-hmm. happily ever after. I, I honestly, at this point in time, I can't see anything else coming in, in between. between that relationship. Oh, something's coming, honey. The storm is a coming. You what? ain't see Chardonnay, Chardonnay pray. She's pregnant with his baby or something. Oh no, crazy? it's gonna be bigger than that. Oh, oh, Chardonnay, fine. pray to the Lord. I'm telling you, the storm is a brewing. I don't know. I think they're gonna have a pretty good relationship. Obviously, there's gonna be some bumps in the road yeah. because Jason could clearly say, like, you know, I love you, I'm with you, but I did love Chardonnay. Like, reveal some things that kind of make Kelly feel bad. But I feel like they've been through so much. I don't think there's much that can hurt them. Anymore. I don't know. Something's coming. That's mm-hmm. all I got to say on them. Okay, what's going on with uh, the love triangle, Malik? Kira and Blue. Malik is clearly going to go talk to Kira because he just like ate his whatever the saying is. He just put his foot in his mouth. Um, And I hope to see the next episode that Blue and Kira get a chance to talk. So that triangle, everyone needs to talk to Kira. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kevin, uh, what's know, going on? No, no, yeah, yeah. No, no, are they going to work? Is anybody going to end up with somebody, with Kira? No. Okay. No. And I, I don't know if I'm saying that because that's what Kevin wants to happen or if I truly think that's what's going to happen. Um, I, I, I don't see because I don't see Blue and Kira, uh, Kira uh, reconciling their issues and I don't see Malik. Now, that's not to say that Malik may not go to Kira and they may not have another physical um, encounter. They only can I'm just saying, you. I, there may be some. There may be some more intimacy that may come out between the both of them. Okay. But I don't see her with any of them. Like I don't know. I think she's gonna end up with somebody, and I'm leaning towards Malik I, because Blue is just too predictable. Malik is something that nobody would really see her with. Nobody would. Of course, we never expect it from him. It's it's something out of left field. It's the last season yet to go out with a bang. So I, I think that. I could see her and Malik being together for that reason alone. Um, Tasha, are we gonna see her back with Pookie? Can we just uh, with anybody? Are we gonna see your back with Rick Fox? With anybody? I would like to see some Rick Fox, but I know that's not gonna happen, writers. Um, I don't know about Tasha. She needs to take you know, care of her baby. That's my prediction every time. Take care of each child. What's going? What's going uh, on? Wish. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I see them. Uh, one of the younger guys on there getting with Tasha. Ooh. I can see. No, no, no. Sir, I, I see her being like a cougar, like okay. and, and settling oh. with the younger guy because she has that kind of mentality. I just see something. I see something like that happening. Oh, okay. What about Charnay? Charnay, I'm. I hope she keeps on this classy train. I think she's going to get her act together with God and focus on herself. And some fine tenderoni that we have not seen is going to come scoop her or Baby Rogers, which is pretty fine. And, um, and you know what? That yeah. sounds like a conclusion of t- a Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> I know, <laughs> All right. She's going to find God and pray for the man, and then this knight in shining armor is going to come and rescue her. That's how they set it up, though. I mean, Uh, you know what? Here's what I think is going to happen. Chardonnay has had this revelation. She tried to take the dirty road and tried to, like, expose Jason, and she tried to take the low road, and now she's like, you know what? I'm going to take the high road. I'm I'm just going to be focused on myself. So in the midst of this, this is what I think is going to happen. I think baby Roger is going to be, like, trying to communicate with her just to get some stuff, you know, squared away with Jason and get some more answers from from her about Jason. I think in the process, they're going to really fall for each other. I can definitely see that. They are. And then what's going to happen is... What? Absolutely. Because there's, that's the only what? thing... How... That's the that's only... Absurd. That's the only thing that could hurt Jason more. Yeah. And I don't think she's going to intentionally do that. I think literally it's just going to happen mm-hmm. because she's spending more time with baby Roger. And that's called a and, soulmate, not a best friend situation. And it's just going to happen. And mm-hmm. that's going to kill Jason because now the man who's trying to kick him off the team... His look is gunning for him. It's seriously dating his ex-wife. And then they both get to be on the sideline. Oh, no. I, I hear that. I hear the explanation. I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I just want to. That's really a stretch. I want to see Chardonnay happy. That's pretty much it. Chardonnay. Even though I'm still team. Kelly and Jason. Both. All day. All day. I got on Twitter just try to get me because I'm hating on them. Exactly. Exactly. No, I I think honestly with Chardonnay, I I, I see her, you know, cleaning up a lot of stuff, but that that little ratchet seed inside of her that comes out every now and then is going to manifest sometime soon. Please. And we're going to see the wrath of Chardonnay. Mm, well, I have no theory like a woman scorned. Stop. I but I think that's all she surely went I think, Yeah, I think she went through that. I think mm-hmm. this was her wrath and now she's done with the wrath. But what know. do you guys think? Andrea said that Blue and uh, Chardonnay may hook up. 
I don't even see that connecting just yet. No, nah, I don't. I hope they don't well, do that. That'd be a little that's weird. weird. That, I mean, I think I don't think that's sloppy. that would be a reason because I think his whole story, like Blue's whole storyline, has to do with Kira and with Malik, you, and she's not in that storyline necessarily. Actually, she's on. What if Blue? With Malik, what if Blue hooked up and I said the young, uh, she wants a younger woman? What if Blue hooked up with Tasha? Ooh, that's a possibility. See that? That, I mean, that would be really that's Jerry Springer like. That's nasty because yeah. manager. Exactly. I mean, but, it's happened before. I'm sure, but. Yeah. But that's going to be, that's going to be, that's how you get back at Malik. Exactly. Smash his mama. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> All right, where can, we, where can we find you guys? You guys can keep in touch with me at Tez Knows on Twitter and Instagram. Use that hashtag. You guys sent some amazing comments on Twitter this week. Ah, keep doing it. Yes, uh, please keep doing it. And uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at HeyKevinJohn. Please continue with the comments as well. I love being a part of the chat. Yes, we love having you too. A little man in here. You can find me, Megan Thomas, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MegScoop. Like scoop of ice cream. Make sure you use the hashtag ABTV the game. Let us know what you think. We love your comments. Keep them coming. We might just shout you out. Until next week, episode three. See you later. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 